Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The score! This hour is brought to you by Menards. Save big money at Menards. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a man who's got a massive brain. Mike Florio. He used to be a lawyer, then he decided to take his talents to the internet. NBC Sports. I'm sorry I'm late. I was talking to Robert Kraft. That isn't the time for an airing of grievances. Pro football talk. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. Mike Florio with Bernstein, Holmes, and Rahimi on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Let's talk some football with Mike Florio, shall we? He is the creator and editor-in-chief of Pro Football Talk, and he is with us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, CircaLasVegas.com, twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 to score. Mike. Hello. Hey. Mike, with a little bit of history being made at Hallis Hall, what do you know about Jennifer King? You know, I, I, I don't know much. Like, I don't know much about most assistant coaches in the NFL. And we know how this goes. You get a foothold, low level, and you work your way up, and you earn greater and greater opportunities and possibilities, and we see how high it goes. But for everybody who becomes a head coach, there are dozens who want to get in that position and have had various jobs along the way. And, you know, we're getting to the point, I think, I hope, where we just accept the fact that gender isn't a barrier to having success as a professional coach. And I think the the next frontier is a female coordinator, offensive or defensive. And then at some point after that, it would be the coordinator becoming a head coach. It's going to be a slow process just because it's a slow process for everybody who gets in on the entry level. But this is somebody who has experience. This is somebody who's had some success. And, you know, we're getting hopefully closer and closer to the point where the gender of the assistant coach coordinator or head coach doesn't matter. I think there's also a message when it comes to certain franchises being more open in hiring as well. I think it's a positive message. Like for example, 
when you're the Lions and you have a player-based coaching staff or you're the Texans who have a young staff with D'Amico Ryans as the head coach. Or Tampa a, under Bruce Arians correct. where he was hiring everybody. It's a, it's a good look to say we have a lot of positions for a lot of people. That's right. And it's not a requirement that you played football at a high level to be an effective coach. Now, at some point, you've got to be able to communicate to a room full of professional football players if you're going to become a head coach. But still, there's a way to do it without having been a professional football player or even a college football player. It helps. It gives you a little more authority in that locker room, but you can make up for it elsewhere. So, you know, I think it's a good thing to see the NFL catching up to the rest of society. It's always felt like pro football has been, I don't know, at times 40 years, at times 60 years behind the rest of society. It's just kind of nice to see the NFL catching up. I wanted to follow up on a, a firing that happened last week, and I haven't had the chance to talk to you about it. Why, why does Steve Wilkes keep getting fired? Well, I think that in this specific situation, the explanation is because he got hired. Like the arguments that were being advanced for firing Steve Wilkes last week, you know, he doesn't run the defense naturally that the 49ers prefer. So it was kind of a rough transition. Well, you knew that when you hired him, he did get hired into that job. I think what happened was Kyle Shanahan ended up spending, and I don't know this, but I think this is just common sense. He ended up spending a lot more time than he ever does messing with the defense instead of focusing on the offense. And it created stress for him. It created strain for him. And he decided he didn't want to do that again this year. And I think that that is the specific micro explanation for what occurred with Steve Wilkes. And it could just be the guy can't catch a break. I mean, he did a great job as interim coach of the Panthers, but David Tepper didn't want to give him the full-time job. He got stuck in a horrible spot with the Cardinals where the GM was suspended during training camp in the preseason for an extreme DUI. But after a bad 2018 season, one year on the job, Wilkes got fired and Steve Kimes stayed. And we've got the pending lawsuit that he's part of alleging decades of racial bias in NFL coaching. So I I'm surprised and I'm delighted he keeps getting hired in fairly significant positions, even though his name is attached to that lawsuit. I thought all of the plaintiffs who were suing the NFL would be shunned forever. But Brian Flores is a defensive coordinator. Wilkes has been hired by two different teams. And I think the firings are just part of the same vague, weird stuff that happens to coaches all the time. Mike, I know this isn't necessarily your purview day to day, but something that I've been thinking about now that we have some distance from it is what we experienced over the last few weeks with the confluence of football, popular culture, and explosive gun violence being one of the saddest American things, one of the most American things that we've experienced. And it's it's still it's still kind of resonating with me that one of the most the most watched television show of all time and there's Taylor Swift and then we've got Andy Reid comforting someone amid gunfire like there's there's a there's a I don't know if there's a book here or what there is but the 
the the, the grandiosity, the just the sheer size, and then the awfulness of it, it just the Americanness of it has been really sort of heavy for me. I I agree with you, and. I think it was easier to articulate thoughts, even though we all have a certain degree of resignation that nothing is going to change when a mass shooting happens as a result of a weapon of war that no one should have access to, specifically landing in the hands of someone who should have access to nothing that fires any type of projectile all the way up to Nerf bullets. When you have that in our society, that feels like something we can at least try to muster the will to solve. When we have a situation where... You've got people who are carrying pistols and who get sufficiently upset with each other because someone, according to the charging documents, was simply looking at someone else and guns are pulled and indiscriminately fired into a crowd of thousands. I don't know where you begin to try to even identify a potential solution to that. And this whole idea of people disrespecting each other by looking at them, I just did a an edition of our PFTPM podcast where I spent a lot of time talking about that. I mean, look, I've got stories of people that I know that got into fights because somebody was looking at them. You know, my mom one, t- one time had had girls that were roughly my age. We're in the car and they're like, what are you looking at? I mean, people of all ages, shapes and sizes and genders get upset when someone is looking at you. If the solution to that is pull out a gun and start pulling the trigger, what that what can we do about anything? I think uh, one of the things that was lasting with me, Mike, from the press conference that immediately happened where I, you know, public information officer typically is the one talking to reporters was the phrase, this isn't Kansas City. And I think shame needs to be discussed because denial isn't working. Not only is this Kansas City, it's America. How are they going to secure the draft in Detroit? How are they going to secure any other mass gathering of people related to an NFL event? And you can say, well, they'll just put metal detectors at the perimeter. We'll have a hard perimeter and we'll put metal detectors there. Okay, fine. How do you secure the area beyond the perimeter? Because you're going to have people gathering to go through the metal detectors. I mean, if somebody is determined, either premeditated or in the moment, to pull out a gun and start using it, you really can't secure any place where people gather. and. You know, this is a sad realization I had seven or eight years ago when we first started to focus on this problem of mass shootings literally every day in this country. When you leave your home, there are a certain number of risks you assume. There are certain ways that you can be seriously injured or killed. Getting shot in a public place without warning is now one of those risks that you assume anytime you leave your house. Do you think this will change the way that teams will at least prepare for celebrations? I mean, I'm not even sure what they can do other than maybe move them inside. But even then, there's still risks. So is this a throw your hands up? Or do you think that NFL teams will even study this and say, what is it that we can do if our team wins the Super Bowl and we want to hold a rally for all the people that support us, but we want them to be safe? Well, I I hope that every city will use this as guidance for any gathering. And I think the only solution is to have that clear perimeter where no one's getting through without passing through a metal detector. But again, that doesn't eliminate the risk of something happening on the other side of the perimeter. But at least it doesn't happen in the event that that's really the only way around. Like, you know, a stadium is incredibly secure. Fine. But the process of getting to the stadium isn't. 
And I think the NFL is very fortunate something like this hasn't happened before when you consider all the tailgate parties, everything that happens in the parking lot, all the craziness, all the alcohol before a game. But for the grace of God goes the NFL when it comes to the kind of thing that happened last Wednesday not happening when we've got 16 stadiums every weekend hosting these NFL games. What is the latest you're hearing of substance regarding what the Bears may do leading up to the draft and a quarterback? The one thing that I saw this week that caused me to try to apply some logic and common sense, although I will admit that my capacity to engage in both may be flawed at times, the report from Albert Breer that the Bears expect to have their plan at quarterback in place by next week at the scouting combine. That, to me, suggests that for now they're thinking about trading that pick because if the move is we're going to trade Justin Fields and draft Caleb Williams, how do you finalize that the week of the scouting combine? Don't you have a lot more due diligence to do to come to the conclusion that this is the guy we're going to entrust the franchise with, that we're going to move on from a guy who still could end up being a pretty good quarterback and put all the eggs in the Caleb Williams basket? It just seems early to have come to the conclusion 100%, universally, unconditionally, this is our guy. So if there's going to be a plan finalized by next week, it would seem to me the plan is no different than the plan last year when Ryan Poles was at the scouting combine engaging in the meetings that culminated in the trade that sent the number one pick to the Panthers in exchange for a lot of other stuff. And now look, maybe that's my own bias talking because I think that's what the Bears should do. Trade the pick get more lottery tickets, get more players, see what Justin Fields' ceiling can be, and move forward. I look back at the history of number one overall picks in the draft. It is not a murderer's row of Hall of Famers. You're taking a big risk that Caleb Williams is going to be this generational talent that everyone says, we don't know what he's going to be. So that's why I hope that's what they're doing, but that was my takeaway from that report. The only way you have a plan in place by next week is if the plan is we're going to get maximum return for that number one overall selection unless the word plan is is meaning something else it could be a a plan for their plan you know what i'm saying where well our plan involves beginning our due diligence on caleb williams and or drake may look there's a lot of different ways this can go and they have done a very good job of keeping everyone in the dark. Now, the fans might want a little more information. We as media members might want to have more information so we can properly serve as conduits to the fans about what the hell's going on. But from the standpoint of no one knowing what they're going to do, that gives them maximum leverage when it's time for them to make a trade if a trade is going to happen. Maybe they don't know and won't know what they're going to do until they know what all the alternatives are, what all the offers would be, either for Justin Fields or for that first overall pick. So there there really are a lot of different things they can do, and they've done a very good job of keeping everyone in the dark about what they're thinking. Mike, what's your favorite part of the combine? (laughs) I've gone enough times now that there are none. I mean, the whole thing is just an exhausting week. I like the opportunity to sit down and visit with coaches and general managers, even though it really turns into a very stressful nonstop process where you're just on all day long and it's one after another. I like that part of it, even though it wears me out. I like getting the chance to meet a lot of the prospects before they are sucked into the NFL's vortex. You get a feeling just, you know, 
how these guys come across. We try to have some fun with them. We try to give them a little bright light of, of a good time in the midst of this, you know, this very dehumanizing process that the combine can be. But I guess the favorite part of it for me is when it's over and I can finally go home because it is a very long, exhausting week that I dread more and more every year. Are we done with some of the psychological personality testing? I forgot specifically what the C.J. Stroud controversial test was, this idea of processing speed. And one of the large agencies is now telling quarterback prospects and others, just don't participate in this. It's dehumanizing and don't do it. The S2 test is the exam that C.J. Stroud supposedly failed miserably last year. Oh, and Bryce Young did incredibly well. And Justin Fields, I think, had like the highest score of his draft class. And which is one of it's interesting because the question on him is, does he process quickly enough on the on the field? Mm So I'm sorry. Yeah, it seems like it's now not a great test. Well, at least in theory, the S2 test is aimed at simulating decision-making abilities under stressful circumstances, even if the test itself is very flawed. It's still better than the Wonderlick test, which I still don't understand what connection it has, if any, to NFL ability. There is such a desire, I think, by teams to have data that is completely apples to apples comparable year after year after year. So we've been doing the Wonderlick test forever. We're going to keep doing it. I like the idea of players finally pushing back against it. I've been saying for years, if they can't secure the results of these invasive tests that can be used to make people look stupid because somebody's going to leak it to Bob McGinn and Bob McGinn, without thinking twice about the ethical ramifications, is going to put it out there for everybody to see. And look, we've been there and done that. We used to put those numbers out there until I realized, wait a minute, there's something fundamentally unfair about this to the players, especially because a lot of the players would show up and not even care about the Wonderlick test. They didn't know it was being submitted. I'm not here to take a test. They just put down whatever answer. They get a horrible score, and everybody thinks that they, you know, uh, are stupid when they they just didn't really care about taking the test. So I think the whole thing needs to go, and I like the idea of agencies now standing up on behalf of the players and saying, our guys are not going to submit to this because they can't secure the scores. No matter what they do, there's always going to be somebody who's going to give the scores to someone who's going to see a profit motive in getting that information out there for clicks and views. And I, I understand we're, we're, we're in the media business here and there's money to be made, but I think there are lines that we need to respect. And hopefully this is the first step toward getting rid of all of those tests because they do get used against the players all too often. Another rule change that uh, you have discussed and that players are discussing is the gambling rules. And we saw it really rear its ugly head last offseason, right before training camp. What's been the latest on what players are saying and if they can get any movement? This is such a strange situation because the gambling rules flow from the NFL's power to protect the integrity of the game. And there's no bargaining that is done. It's all unilateral. The union accepts and agrees that whatever the league wants to do, it can do. And I've been surprised that the league has even allowed players to engage in sports betting on other sports. The league could say, if you want to play professional football, if you want to play in the NFL, you have to wait to engage in sports betting until your career is over. But they've created this strange minefield where, and it's as ridiculous as 
you can stand on the street outside of the facility and bet on March Madness. But the moment you walk through the door for your offseason workout, if you bet on the same game, you're suspended four games without pay. It makes no sense. And Chris Sims had an idea last year, and I think there's merit to this. The sports books that are stuffing money into the pockets of the owners want these guys who have a ton of disposable income and are intensely competitive and think they can win over the long haul. And we all know that you're going to lose over the long haul. The house always wins. They want their money. So let them bet on these other sports. But how can they say it's a threat to the integrity of the game when you're allowed to do it sometimes and in some places, but not others? It's either a threat to the integrity of the game or it isn't. And if it's legal and you're not going to go into debt with the bookie, you know, down at the bar where you got to sneak in the back door and place your action. If you get too far in debt, then they're going to start trying to get information about your team and maybe try to get you to shave points. That doesn't happen. You can only make these legal bets if you got the money now. It's not an affront to the integrity of the game. So hopefully the NFL, if they're going to let these guys bet at all, why have these dumb rules that will just cause guys to accidentally get themselves in trouble? Mike, thanks for the time. As always, we'll talk to you next week. See you. Thank you, Mike. That's Mike Florio, who joins us weekly to talk NFL. You remember the Bulls? Yeah. They're... The NBA team here in the in the city? Yeah, Nominally. they had that lead against Cleveland, and then there were some things that happened. And that was, a, you know, learn Kobe needed to fail so he can succeed later, and they trusted the ball in his hands. Are they going to be playing basketball again soon? Tomorrow, but not all of them, because oh. the guy got hurt working out, quote-unquote, working out. That's believable. During the... It's usually. You think he he washed his car? Never. Or did he trip over Carlos Boozer's gym bag or Brian Greasy's dog? Hey or man, your we dog. Had a, we had a Cubs pitcher get injured while putting pants on, so it's all in play, I guess. Yeah, Maybe was, he sneezed. Was or sneezing, or was it Carrie Wood in the hot tub? Any or was Je- it was it spiders? Jeff Kent washing his uh, his car. Remember oh, that? you just reminded me of the high noon story that I haven't done. It's on Glen Allen Hill? No, but spiders are involved. Oh. So let's recap where we are with the Bulls and their bizarre injuries next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. 
Bergstein and Holmes. Middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Kobe feeds the post, double on the ball on Drummond, turns baseline, left corner, Babs Williams, left wing Carter in front to DeRozan, right side Kobe, creating against Eubanks, left hand dribble drive, jump pass, left corner, Williams open three, yes! On a draw and kick, Kobe White to Patrick Williams. He's still hurt. Patrick Williams isn't running. That was a sobering update yesterday. He's from not Billy running. What, this team, I... I don't know what it is, and over the years, maybe every NBA team has their share of nebulous injuries and nebulous diagnoses, but I know we all get back to Luol Deng and active rest and the the spinal tap and the time everybody was throwing up and all that stuff and Nate Robinson, but then to have the whole Lonzo Ball stuff and the Zach Levine, well, his foot is hurt, and now, well, does he have surgery? Yeah, now his season's over because he had surgery. What are we doing? What, what, is, does every team have injuries that are this weird? I think that part of the reason that it bothers you so much and us so much, because I'll throw myself into that category as well, is because of how important players are. How important for a team that is trying desperately to hang in, in, in the play-in portion of the playoff thing they need everyone to be working at maximum effort for them to even be considered a threat as a play-in team. This group is really good. So when someone is missing and someone stays missing, you have a lot of questions about, well, why is this person not here? Why, what, what was it? Was it a misdiagnosis or was it a setback in recovery? And those are fair questions to ask when it comes to the Bulls and how they put things together. And also business decisions. I, I think Zach's was a business decision. Like causation correlation with injuries and losing teams is, for example, mm-hmm. it's, it's different, but it kind of applies. Khalil Mack, is he out for the rest of the season if the Bears were in contention his final year on the team? Probably not. You know, and I, I'm not saying that you you have injuries, you play with them. We know that. For sure. Like, just look at what Nick Allegretti did, knowing that he was the next man up playing with the torn UCL. That's not fun. That explained a lot, horrible. too. Because he was having a rough yes. day. But yes. that's the point. So, you're. It, it's just, I think it goes hand in hand in these cases. Like, when, when less is on the line for you, are you more likely to, to do something that you need done, too? The... Uh, Tory Craig's situation is frustrating because I feel like he came back earlier than we thought. You know, here he is just appearing in the game this against is... the Kings, and this isn't good news. I mean, you're talking about probably a month, aren't you? If he's not going to be reevaluated until two weeks from now, yes, and it's one of the reasons why reevaluated in two to four. Yeah, yeah, two to four, like too optimistically reevaluated. It's why I hate when teams will talk about players, and not that the Bulls did this specifically. But I hate it when teams are like, oh, well, he's a quick healer. No, it's not. No, no. That's not a thing. No, not really. It's not a thing. What about the hyperbaric chamber? Well, you want to you work with one? That'd be great. And it was one of the fallacies about Russell Westbrook was because, wow, look how fast he came back from a knee procedure. The reason why is because 
when presented with the option when with meniscal cartilage of resect or repair, anybody can choose resect, and you can get back fast. It's just your career ends earlier, yep, and your effectiveness wanes earlier. You could choose repair and be out for a long time and have to build back all your muscle and have everything immobilized. You can do that. So there, there's no free lunch. And there are people who choose to come back. They take a rehabilitative track and a medical track that gets them back earlier, but at the expense of their career. Well, think about even what we learned when we were talking to Carter Hawkins. Dan, I think it was you who asked the question about the recovery time from Tommy John surgery because some say 12 and some say 14. And I believe it was him who said, it's the doctor's decision. It's which doctor you go to. That is especially important right now, given Liam Hendricks's track. That's why he got signed how he did with the Red Sox. It was because his is a, a 12, I believe, right? And they think they can get him back for September for the for a possible run. So it's it's a... There are so many variables that go into this for so many people, you know, because you have some choice in the matter. It's just the last thing. I mean, for for the Bulls to have doubled down on or tripled down again now on whatever they are, you don't have a forward. This group is really good. No, they're I mean, they're, they're they're not. So they're are, are they going to are they going to buy somebody out, or are they going to sign up one of the buyout guys? I mean, well, they they admitted to Danilo Gallinari, right? Ooh. That doesn't solve any problems. I mean, it was a self-solving problem. He's not here. Right. As long as you don't <laughs> sign Arisan Ilyasova again, I'm cool. But you don't think he really exists? Oh, uh, no. He just he exists. I just don't believe he's ever made a shot. Oh, that's what it is. That's where the matrix it tricks you. Speaking of Tory Craig, can I tell you a funny story? Always. So you know he's got the twins logo on his shoulder, right? For TC, Tory Craig. Well, so I didn't think about that. I was only seeing the Minnesota Twins. And so I said to a certain Bulls PR person that we know, I was like, why does he have that on his shoulder? He's not from Minnesota. He's from South Carolina. He's in Chicago now. Like, what's the connection here? And he's like, it's his initials. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, womp, womp. It's not just Twin Cities. Like, I I had had a few too many socks goggles on that day, I guess. I also have another confession. Well, I can't even imagine. Go ahead, Usher. Socks goggles, do you? What other confessions you have? I love the White Sox spring training hat. No, I mean, look, we we were discussing this during a break. The White Sox over the last thirty five years have never struggled from a fashion standpoint. Their logos are cool. Their gear is fly. That's why I have so much of it that I'm going to give away. It's it's incredible. Like their fashion sense is is out of out of sight. I have my original Batterman '83 starter jacket. '83, love it. Original, and it's in great condition. The dark blue satin starter jacket. It still looks awesome. Bring yeah. back the Hoya starter jacket, you cowards! I have I have some some gifts that aren't going to be given away. So I got an incredible jacket from Shake. And one from Afia, and I'm keeping those until you know there's an ownership change. But the caps and stuff and the hoodies, uh, that stuff I need to give away. Guys, I the I really think training gear has been for the, everyone. Well, well, the gear, yes. The jerseys, no. 
Well, yeah, that's a whole different mess. But, but the, the hats have been. The Cubs cap is, I think, fire. I I think it's a great cap. That Sox hat, the gray. It's like the gray. Oh, man. Yeah. They always have good gear. They're they're very much style over substance. Very much. Style. There's nothing wrong with the style. Well, and, the, and they had it when they decided to lean into it, and they were going to really understand how cool some of their stuff was, and they were ready to go with it. And Then they hired the baseball police. And then they got the owner got scared, and they scuttled the entire effort. But we should give him a billion dollars. Because he's, uh, he's got great sense of timing and what's cool and what isn't. Mm-hmm. Give him a billion damn dollars. Um, I just got sent this since we're talking about the Bulls. Maybe this is something we talk about tomorrow, Dan. I don't know. Apparently, Scottie Pippen, Horace Grant, and Luke Longley are going to go on a, quote, no bull tour, close Whoa. quote, to tell their side of the last dance story. I thought this was satire. I think it's real. Is it? I saw that too and and dismissed it as satire. Are you sure? The person who sent it to me is pretty smart, doesn't really fall for stuff. Okay. And we do know that it we know for a fact that Scotty was upset is how and how he was depicted. What is Luke mad about? I don't know. Maybe he's not mad. Maybe he just wants to tell stories. Never, Maybe he would have liked to have been featured a little bit more. Never met anybody. You don't know that. Luke? Maybe maybe he you weren't sitting with him while he was watching the last dance and going, I'm not getting enough shine. I'm Luke damn Longley. I flew 16 hours to get here. He didn't, Y'all get didn't even his say name my name. At the Ring of Honor. Yeah. It doesn't seem like his style. Maybe it's a big check. Or maybe well, they just want a, an outlet, you know, kind of like us. We talk. Yeah. Well, what's wrong with them wanting to say, Hey, now we've got it together. Someone's going to sponsor it. Now we can tell our story and make a little cheddar. Okay, good for them. I I would listen to Are that. Are they coming to a theater near us? I hope so. I would hope that they would do many events in Chicago. This sounds crazy, but I think there's actually a real market for lectures and people who want to hear them and also traveling shows as such. You know what I heard? I heard that all three of them were interested in Don't. making sure that their Here vote gets counted Here at the QB1 town hall. Okay, one of the people in attendance at the QB1 town hall is somebody whose opinion I respect greatly. And I'm like, I don't know that you had to apply for this. I think knowing us, we would have gotten you in. So I know there's one guy whose opinion I trust. So this person is not going to be on stage? They're in the audience? Yeah. This is real, by the way. I am looking at the website for the... NBL, the National Basketball League, they are selling tickets. Um, oh, so it's in Australia. It is the NBA. apparently, but I'm going to see if the it's NBL is the Australian league. Yes. How, how much do the tickets cost? Let's see. And tickets to Australia. Australian dollars. I like our chances as Americans. Our dollar is strong against theirs. Is it? But it's yeah. so, it's a t- new no bull tour, so you would think they're going. Yeah, they're they're going to be tour. I, I would imagine they probably start though? in Australia. Well, is it a world If it's affiliated tour? with the NBL, it might just be stopping in the NBL city. Yeah, so far, uh, let's like see. Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne. Canberra Cannons. Do you think they'll run into some of those Perth. Australian animals? There's only three venues there? available and, right now. And Ryan Perth. <laughs> and Ryan Perth. Don't forget about him. All right, well, I look forward to when they, they make their way to Chicago. Like, they all, like, Scotty gets to celebrate a victory, right? Because <laughs> Larsa and Marcus broke up, so. Yeah. There is such... 
ridiculousness. They couldn't have done that two weeks prior to where maybe other people would have attended the Ring of Honor. Yeah, it would have been Man, nice, as right? if it wasn't selfish enough. I, I love the fact that the Australian component of Ryan Porth is Ryan Perth. With yeah. a Scottish accent? Yeah. Uh, so and much it, fun to say. And additionally, additionally no, I, I have to be the one to say so this. It's so much fun to say. You have to say parts of a Harry Curry accent. If Larsa boy, were oh the boy. man in that relationship, if the <laughs> if the gender roles were reversed, what would the discussion be like? It, it, would, it would be how gross it is. Right? Yes, because it's Yeah, gross. going out with somebody's daughter? Yeah. No, not, no, going, no not going out with someone's the, daughter. The ages but you, you being there as that person was a child. And yes. then dating them when yeah. they're an adult. Yeah, if if the, the, the if age the thing is not a problem reversed, for me, and yeah. I've always questioned that part of it too. Like you were literally there when that guy was a child. Like it, they would use different exactly. words to describe it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. I'm advocating for the men here in this situation. If you can't tell, it's bad. By the way, flights from uh, Chicago to Sydney you can leave on Friday, March eighth. For the cost of one thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah. So there's right. potential Round for this trip. thing to expand That's the Noble Tour. Though. You don't want to do that. The, the, there's potential for this thing to expand. It's presented by Coca-Cola. If enough people show up in Australia, you know. So Atlanta is going to be on the list if it's Coca-Cola. It should be, as right. it should be. Is the Australian formulation of Coca-Cola different than ours? Great question. Probably because when our laws drink are it, so lax it, it, when it comes to what's in our food and beverages. No, it's just like Gross. Mexican Coke is better because they that actually use real cane sugar. sugar. That's, but why do they do that? Why do they use the more expensive ingredient? Because Be- the laws as to what goes into your body are different. That's not why. It's because our well, farmers. Well, the European Union it is. Our farmers are subsidized. The corn farmers are subsidized. So the corn syrup has to get used because you of the subsidies. That are given to big corn. Corn farm. That's why there's high fructose corn you syrup should, in everything. You should vote for him and then vote for his opponent. Point yeah. being, certain things are bad. Other things are good. You can get a couple. There's a couple of weird ones. I'm looking on the Coca-Cola website uh, for Australia. You can get um, the normal ones. You can get Coke. You get Sprite. You get Fanta. You get Powerade. But then there's Mount Franklin and Pump. Yeah! <laughs> what is some pump? Vegemite flavor count, right? Have you ever seen, uh, if you've ever Mount noticed Franklin. an Angels game, and this requires you to watch an Angels game, but they're actually sponsored by a really popular, I believe it's Korean brand um, energy drink called Perkari Sweat. Oh. The word sweat is actually in the name. And it I'm sounds like, like a player name. I don't know that isn't, we should be doing isn't this. Isn't that the bit from Tropic Thunder? Booty, booty sweat, sweat. Al- yes. Al- Al- Alpo Chino's booty sweat. Yes. I'm a guy playing a guy. The dude's playing a dude. Well, the guy. What do you mean, you people? We need to take a break. Why? Right. Yeah. Beca- because there needs to be room for Dan to be an idiot. <laughs> and the interesting part is the amount of room that's needed. Yes, it's very tight in there. High noon is next. Brought to you score. by Pump. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
Bernstein and Holmes, your midday destination for Chicago sports talk on 670 The Score. I'll be back this way on Monday. We'll settle this then. Right there, out in the street, in front of the Palace Saloon. Yeah, right. When? High noon? High noon! We do it every day, and we usually start high noon by telling you what we talked about. We started the show today talking about the White Sox pursuit of a new stadium in the 78 and Jerry Reinsdorf going down to Springfield to try and get money. And then we explained to you how it almost never works out for the constituents of the city, municipality, county, or state. To get money, boys. When when the teams are allowed to get money. But it did work out for the Cubs who put their own money into it and didn't have any public money at all. We also talked with Mike Florio about all sorts of football stuff including what his favorite part of the combine is and we had a small discussion about the bulls and with that i now say it's time for dan to get wacky can i read the headline from the mirror story yes can i simply read the headline this is the headline it's a story out of texas but this was in in the mirror.uk Man wearing kilt walked around store stuffing items up rectum before putting them back. Multiple stores. Now, with that, we bring you to the Fox affiliate (laughs) in Houston. You may remember this unusual video here we've been showing you this week. A man in an antique store placing items under his kilt, then putting them back. Well, Mitchell Vest is now charged with criminal mischief. Harris County Precinct 4 Constable Mark Herman says his office got several calls after the video was aired. Vest was arrested yesterday on a $100 bond. See how they didn't tell you where he was putting the items? Well, that's the the phrase under his kilt. And then you let your imagination do the rest. The phrase under his kilt is, as they say, doing a lot of work. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Because while, yes, technically, he was placing these items under his kilt. There are no lies told. Right. And and the kilt just makes this, by the way, because he's in Texas. And you've got to see this dude. It's Mitchell C. Vest. Not West, Vest. <laughs> he's 60 years old. And <laughs> he's in a black tank top. I thought it was for the back. I wasn't sure. I thought it might have been a McAfee. And as I have sent this story, <laughs> I woke up to this story, and I've since sent it to pretty much everyone I know. Tizzy of uh, Tizzy ENT on Twitter and TikTok had a very entertaining description of it all. <laughs> Well, the responses that I've gotten back from random people is I, I have just, I, I pretty much said it. First, I said it to, to my wife, my wife. It just says, happy Wednesday. I said it to my father. I said it to my son. And it just, I said, this guy knows how to party. <laughs> and then I said, it, I said the story to a friend who texted me back. Do you want your products tested or not? A man in an antique store placing items under his kilt, then putting them back. Mm -hmm. And the other thing was, I'm then picturing him muttering to himself as he does this. Nope. Sets it down. Another one. Uh, Nope. Sets it down. 
Uh, try try another one. Uh, this, let's say this one. Uh, nope, not that one either. But what happens if it, like, yes, that's the one. Where it's just right. <laughs> finally. It's on, he's on his third store. And whatever, I have no idea He finally idea finds the, the bowl of porridge that's no, just it's like, right. No, it's like, yes, exactly. But it's 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 a, like a 32-ounce Mrs. Butterworth's. And he's like, ah. Oh. Finally. <laughs> Now, like it just, it hasn't been right until he's just trying to get it right, and he finally does. <laughs> the kill. Oh, I don't know that we can use that term. No, you no, you absolutely <laughs> cannot. No, you should see the way Tizzy describes it on uh, on the old social media. I, yeah, I, I don't think you wonderful, can. but uh, but in this case, it's actually accurate. Right. Yeah, it's like. It's like the Martian when he says yes, that he's yes. a space pirate. Yes. <laughs> and then or, almost forgets his helmet and dies. <laughs> is that what that movie is? Wait, we're being cut off. Do we have time for No. no. It's 11:54. We do not have time because when we're going to come back, we're going to do some serious football. Sexy football? Yeah, a little bit of sexy football, especially if you're someone that likes to figure out where the the Bears are going to get help on the offensive line I, from. I would call it informative and useful football. Yeah. But but that's not the question. Can I weigh in on the debate everyone is talking about? Oh, here we go. Because today, Parkins and Spiegel are hosting a QB1 town hall from 2 to 6 in front of a live studio audience at the Blue Cross Blue Shield performance stage. They'll also be joined by football experts to weigh in on the quarterback debate excuse me the qb1 debate that everyone is talking about that's the qb1 town hall with parkins and spiegel today from 2 to 6 p.m listen live right here on 670 the score or the odyssey app and you can watch live on twitch and youtube yeah there's no qb2 debate we know who has oh, that no, no, no. that's tyson bajan's dad good bloodline Good bloodline. Pure, pure bloodline. No debate. It's very important. Cannot debate. That's a thing. The purity of the bloodline. We'll do that next on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 